We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pockets. You are in. If you are married or looking to get married, this series is for you. This is the audiobook version of a book called Every Marriage is Flawed. In truth, it's a book that I've been chicken to officially publish for over 10 years. And ironically, waiting for things to be perfect, but no more. So will you listen to this with your spouse or spouse-to-be? If you're in a small group, listen and discuss with them. If you feel worthy, share with any marriage you care about. All right, so here's where we're going to pick up here. Let's break some of these myths. Quit buying into the lies that we are supposed to be happy. I just want to be happy (laughs) and perfect all the time. And if you do dig this, by the way, you can learn more at frydudes.com. Subscribe there for more insights or message us if you're open to some more coaching or counseling or perhaps a speaker at your next event. So without further ado, here's chapter one, the perfect marriage lie. Preface and warning. This book is written by a flawed individual. You will not agree with everything written in this book. And if you like things sugar-coated and or politically correct, you will not like this book. And if you are highly sensitive, you will not like this book. And if you think you are perfect and your poop don't stink, you definitely will not like this book. And if you're any of the above, yeah, please don't try to well, listen to this book at home. If you are looking to free yourself of the myth of the perfect marriage and family, please proceed. The Perfect Marriage Lie, Chapter 1. If you have a perfect marriage, put this book down. This is not written for you. Save your money. Save it for the fairy tale books. For the rest of us, 99% buckle up. We are going to take a look at the imperfect marriage and family, for that matter, and how to better embrace it and deal with it. So let's get at it right now. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage or family. You know that couple that says, Oh, I, I married my best friend. We never fight. He or she is my soulmate. Vomitorium, please stop it right now. Pretend perfect couples. You are a major force that is bringing down other marriages today. You know the ones that post the perfect Instabrag or, or fake book pictures. They also have the perfect uh, Christmas picture with the, the perfect Christmas letter with all the amazing trips that they did in the last year. For those on the defensive already and, and striving to maintain their fake book or perfect status, sure, you'll say, we are great. And yes, by the way, it's okay to take trips, of course. And you may be great for a while. However, you are setting a standard that nobody 
can maintain. You knowingly or unknowingly convict others that there's something wrong with an imperfect marriage or family. You sell others that they must not have married their soulmate. By the way, speaking of issues, <laughs> we all have issues whether you want to agree or not. If you do argue and have yeah, problems, you are normal. You are human. Now, I'm not endorsing physical or verbal abuse here, nor even constant arguing. That's another subject and book for another day. If you have heat and passion and differences, then you have spice. And spice is good. Spice gives things flavor. Spice equals passion. It does mean you care. Ever heard of makeup sex? Then on the flip side, if you never disagree, well, then I'm calling you a 1% marriage. You are 1% milk. And milk is bland and it doesn't taste good unless accompanied with something like a nice, real warm chocolate chip cookie. And to be frank, if you claim you never disagree, then you are not real. Do you know how many marriages that I've counseled over the years where one side thought they were good? Too many. One side or both is not communicating properly. On the flip side, too much spice can also be a problem. So let's be very clear here. There is a delicate balance of communicating needs, disagreeing peacefully, and not turning everything into a fight. That is what this book tackles. And as for the perfect marriage facade, I'm telling you right now, it is a ticking time bomb. You can ask any psychologist or pastor, how many people putting on the perfect persona end up snapping? It's countless. For being perfect is not realistic. Now, speaking of perfect, as I do my quotation marks, let me pick up my Christian friends for a moment. Again, with quote marks. My dear brother and sister, Please listen to me. You are some of the worst offenders of this perfect facade. You fight during the week and even on your way to church. Once you arrive to church or in a public place, you, the smiles are on. And the perfect facade game is gone. And everyone thinks you are all good. And I've seen this countless times. Years later, one drops the bomb that they're getting a divorce. Tell them that they don't love them anymore. And truth, the other side, a lot of times, most people are blown away because they pretended so well. And yeah, that, even the spouse, the other spouse is blown away because the other pretended so well. They did no one any favors, including themselves, by pretending. Another take is most have no problem judging others. How could she? How could he? Always looking down and pointing fingers. So if you call yourself 
a Christian? Well, you, you better be fairly versed, which means you, you read the owner's manual. And you ever notice as Paul, yeah, yeah, that Paul, the one that wrote half the New Testament or over it, he grew in his Christianity. He became more humble and transparent. And many of you Christians over the years get more high and mighty and judge others, including your spouses, from your thrones. Pretending your poop don't stink. You are going the wrong way. In fact, if we could get a collected effort to call the posers out, I do believe our society would be much better off. Back to Paul. He wrote in Romans 3.23 that basically says we are all flawed. All of us. It explains why pastors screw up. It explains why your parents screwed up. It explains why your kids screw up. So how in the world can you expect a perfect marriage when you put two flawed people together? Impossible. Yes. Okay, certain couples do get along better. We should learn from them. And for those of you stuck in a tough marriage, please take some peace in knowing that you are not alone. There is not one perfect marriage. Finally, a disclaimer for this chapter. Christians, if you and your spouse are always truly centered on Christ, well, then you will not fight. You will be serving each other like Christ served the church. In fact, especially husbands, you are commanded to do so. Did you know that? On the flip side, getting real again, you, you are human. Hence, you're going to have moments when you are not centered. And that is why you make mistakes after mistakes after mistakes. See Romans 3.23 above. When you make mistakes, that is when you can damage your relationships. So please, just be real with those you trust. Make sure you are in a small group of other like-minded Christian couples that strive to keep centered. Matt 7, 24-27 really works. Please read it. And letting other couples know that everyone has an imperfect marriage is freedom. It gives permission. And, and not just permission, it empowers you and your spouse to lean on Jesus' teachings of love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness. To get that house foundation on a rock not on the sand and every by the way whether you're married or not every healthy relationship whether it's a family member or, or your best friend uh, every healthy relationship needs above not only to survive but eventually thrive so to cap it off I have a few questions for you and your spouse please listen to this together and then maybe it's date night. I just, just make sure you make yourselves time every day, by the way, connecting with one another. We'll tackle that a little bit later. So here's a few questions. I want you to ask your spouse or within your small group or your significant other. Number one, where do you 
feel the pressure to be perfect. Number one was, where do you feel the pressure to be perfect? And if you are in a group environment, just push pause right now. All right. Number two, which couples in your life seem perfect to you? And why is that? Which couples in your life seem perfect to you? And why? Pause and answer. Number three, which couples did you think were perfect or had it really good but got divorced or broke up? And why? Question mark. That's it for this episode. Thank you again so much for joining. If you dig, again, please share with the marriages that you care about. Bonus end note. If you never prayed with your spouse and they're with you, if you'd bow your heads together, Heavenly Father, thank you for these two or this group that's listening to this right now. You say, if we find the truth, the truth will set us free. May they be free in knowing they don't need to be perfect all the time. And we'll tackle some more best practices on how to better communicate and uh, navigating these issues and these storms. For now, they just be at peace, looking at each other, that they're flawed. And there's going to be a point here where there's no more falling in love. It's choosing to love every single marriage that they have observed. Every single marriage that's gone to 50 years and beyond. There's a point where they needed to choose to love and choose to forgive and choose to show grace and choose to show mercy. And thank you for them tuning in as we go along on this ride of getting the rest of this audiobook up and out. Blessings upon them, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.